Welcome to episode 199 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. 199, eh? So that means that next week is episode 200. I've been doing this podcast now for about three and a half years, and so now here we are at one of the milestone episodes, or coming up to one of the milestone episodes, that's episode 200, and I bet you're wondering what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a regular episode. I mean, sure, I'll do a little bit of fanfare and stuff before the episode, but you know what? I was thinking that that the most important thing, the best thing that I could do for my 200th episode was to just present a regular episode. And so that's what I'm going to do. So tune in next week for that episode and we'll you'll see who the guest is. And, and uh, that will be my way of celebrating 200 episodes will be to give you a regular episode. Did you know that according to the Canadian Podcast Listener Survey, the most common way that people find out about new podcasts is from their friends and family? So if you know somebody that you think might enjoy Stageworthy, could you just just do me a favor and and, and tell them about it? Because you know what? Some of my favorite podcasts became my favorites because somebody I knew told me about them. So if you share Stageworthy with somebody, tell me about it. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. And you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PhilRickaby. And my website is PhilRickaby.com. This week, my guests are Laura Ann Harris and Janelle Hanna. We sat down to talk about touring solo shows to Fringe Festival since the three of us have differing levels of experience with uh, Laura Ann having uh, been touring for a few years, uh, me touring for a couple of years, and Janelle heading out on her first tour. Janelle and Laura Ann are currently at the Edmonton Fringe with their shows. Uh, Janelle is with Bad Baby Presents Rules Control the Fun, and Laura Ann is there with Destiny USA. I think all of us are at different points as solo performers in our yes, yes. our performing. You have been, uh, 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 Laura, you've been performing uh, solo shows for, um, I talked to you about solo performing on an years. old podcast yeah, before Stageworthy. So yes. we sat in the park and we talked. Was that for, was yeah. that for, um... You were doing... Maybe Toronto Fringe. Yeah, it was Toronto Fringe. Yeah, it was Toronto yeah. Fringe in 2011, then. Something like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, we were singing in part and talking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. While strange and... Yeah. Strange people did whatever strange people do around us at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you've been performing for quite some time and mm-hmm. touring with your shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janelle, you have done the Toronto Fringe yeah. with... Uh, with uh, a bad baby, yeah. Um, but now this is your first like little mini uh, tour, yeah, for sure. And I've done um, like three separate fringes um, and two of them like back to back. So yeah. we're all at sort of yeah. different at different points in our solo touring careers yeah. as we start this. For um, sure. Mm-hmm. Are we starting? Are we like? Yeah, we're gonna. We're just gonna okay. jump in. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, I was like, but at the same time, I was like, you want to make sure it's recording. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's a pro. Because, yeah. 
I, I like to do this because nobody That's gets the opportunity so to be like, oh, we're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I want to be a relaxed conversation. No, it's sorry. fine. <laughs> Anybody who's listened, they already know this shit. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they've heard people cut. going like, wait, are we, are we going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can just cut. I, I cut out anything that's not good at the beginning. Oh, when, if somebody if somebody is like, listen, I know who I hate. I'm like, oh, like whoa, yeah, for shizzle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but why don't we start by uh, each of you talking about about your shows mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just like, and we'll get into a little bit about the genesis of where the shows came from as well. Oh. But uh, Laura, why don't you talk about about your show? Yeah, my show is called Destiny USA. And um, it is an autobiographical story, mm-hmm. although some aspects are kind of fictionalized. Um, and the reason for that is I tell my story about moving to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and working as a relay operator for the deaf and hard of hearing. So I listen to hundreds upon hundreds of conversations. Mm-hmm. And in my show, I highlight only like a fraction of that, obviously. Uh, but so I have to change certain details because it is based on sure. people's lives. <clears throat> but I mean, there's a lot of verbatim sure. that I say, cause they were some, there's some really outrageous things I said on the phone. And, um, in addition though, it's kind of a thread of, of different stories. So it's a thread of, you know, how I met my husband in this kind of mm-hmm. cliche romantic way. And we're talking about <laughs> destiny and kind of, yeah. You know, what am I destined to be and be with? Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, unfortunately, it talks about my mother's passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, unfortunately, in a... Yeah, it is unfortunate because I had to be in Syracuse. I just got my work visa. Mm. You have to be there six months out of the year. And, and I had also waited about a year to be with my husband. Yeah. So it was this weird thing of like, oh, I'm finally reconnected with my husband, but at the same time, my mom is terminally ill. Yes, yeah. How do I balance that? Yeah. And she understood that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard for her, but at the same time, she she understood that I had to be somewhere else. Yeah. So it's about all those things. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and even though it's a, it's a story about my mother having terminal cancer, I wouldn't say it's the kind of classic cancer story, if sure. that makes sense. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm really attempting it to be less like that. Sure. Um, yeah. And I did a production of it in Vancouver and that went really well. And mm-hmm. then I got calf. So I'm touring. So now you're doing the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Five festivals. Now as, as this, uh, starts people will be hearing this just as as the Edmonton fringe mm-hmm. is starting. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you will have done uh, Ottawa, Toronto, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What are you going to do for the for the little while between um, uh, 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 Toronto and Edmonton? So <laughs> I thought a couple things. I thought I was going to have a project <clears throat> in the states mm-hmm. in between. Unfortunately, that fell through, but I it fell through after I applied, right? Yes, so there's yeah. not much I can do about it. I love Winnipeg Fringe, and this girl, Janelle, is going to Winnipeg, yeah. which is really awesome. I I also had, like, such a positive experience in Winnipeg the last time I was there that I'm like, I, I don't know if I can ever go back. Uh, <laughs> it's like yes, one of yeah, those, like, yeah. it was a perfect Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. And even when Janelle and I were chatting about Winnipeg, I was like, I can't give you any advice because mine was like an anomaly. Like yeah. I can't even, but then my friends were like, that's not a reason not to go back. You're fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's true. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I, well, I just want to say that I've seen a 
preview a long time ago of Laura's show Destiny USA, and it is brilliant mm-hmm. and um, and heartwarming. And I think there's a piece of that show that everyone can relate to, and it's also really funny mm. um, because Laura is a super charming solo show performer. And um, so, if you're listening to this before Edmonton Fringe, it has to be on your list. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, every single word of it. Um, Yeah, so Laura and I, I'm really excited because we're going to be in Edmonton together. Mm -hmm. Um, And also our good friend Dan Rosen, who unfortunately couldn't be here with us for this talk. He's Mm -hmm. doing his solo show, Game of Prones, Mm -hmm. uh, which he's currently um, getting ready for a run at the London Fringe. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I'm taking uh, Bad Baby Presents Rules Control the Fun to Mm -hmm. Winnipeg and Edmonton. It's my first time touring. Um, we did the show in 2017 mm-hmm. at the Toronto Fringe. Um, went pretty well here. Mm-hmm. Um, touring is something I've always wanted to do. Um, yeah. And with Larkin Whimsy Theatre Collective, it kind of seemed like the right show and the right time for mm-hmm. us. Um, so I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. And um, we just found out we have a 250-seat house in winnipeg no fuck no. yes yes which, for, which venue they put you in well it's a new one. Oh my god no i think it's at portage place uh-huh. but it's not pte okay. it's called uh portage place alto okay so is that the one okay am i yeah you can cut this but no, um, it's like, well, it's like, yeah. i just wanted to know is that portage place is it's the mall space right yeah am i yeah. crazy yes yeah I that think it, it, is, it yeah. is it's on the third floor of a mall yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, but the stage, like, just from their dimensions they're sending me, mm. are pretty big. So, like, that way, it's great. And, like, Bad Baby loves to play to a big house like that. But um, it's a it little... It has to be that one that's, be, like, yeah. that one that was, like, in the round. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, it's not, <laughs> no, it's, no, not, no. it's oh, not the okay. round. But it's, like, it's essentially the audience is, like, mm-hmm. here, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, or, I, like, here's... And then it kind of is like that. If yeah. that makes sense Oh, okay. So, so like a bit rounded. Sort of thing, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not yeah. a true... I think it was a BYOV in the was. past, and now they've so. just made it a venue. Maybe, it, people yeah. people yeah. know that space yes. as far as I know. Like, <clears throat> there's also yeah. Alto and Rio. There's, like, okay. Portage Place, Alto, and Rio. Okay. Rio's a bit smaller. R- yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They may have changed the names. They may That's have, honestly yeah. what I think that they did, yeah. because I swear to God I've been in that space before for Absolutely. multiple shows. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you're, I mean, have you done a, have you ever been to these fringes like as an audience member? No. Have you been in any I've, fringes outside of Toronto? No, I've only been to Toronto Fringe, so which nice. is something I'm so excited to experience yeah. other fringes. And you've talked so favorably about going to other fringes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's definitely going to be different than Toronto Fringe. I've Ooh. already learned, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've oh. already learned 100%. Yeah. how different, um, which is yeah. exciting and also yeah. a bit terrifying. Yeah. You yeah. know, because the biggest difference, um, I sat down with Lindsay Mullen, mm-hmm. who's done Edmonton Fringe six times. Mm-hmm. She did it last year, um, and she's from Calgary, so, you know, um, so maybe she has more support in Alberta, Mm. and I just kind of picked her brain, and the biggest thing that I'm realizing is, you know, Toronto Fringe for Larkin Whimsy, we do so much online. Mm -hmm. We do so much Mm -hmm. online. We hardly even have posters anymore when we do Toronto Fringe. Absolutely. We don't poster, and it's completely different for Edmonton, Winnipeg. It's such an in-your-face festival, Mm -hmm. so that's, we're going to have to kind of hit the ground running a little bit, and we're not used to doing that here. No, Um, we, I remember, I remember getting to Winnipeg Mm -hmm. with, with Keystone Theater, (laughs) Excuse me. We basically got out of the car, mm-hmm. grabbed our posters. Mm-hmm. I think we managed to drop our stuff. We had oh, we had our we arrived on the day of our of our tech. So mm-hmm. we dropped our stuff off at our billets. We got back in the car. We went, did our tech, 
And then we literally just grabbed all of our posters and like dashed into the fringe area mm-hmm. and just started putting them up everywhere. Yeah. And it was already becoming packed with posters. Yeah. It was insane. Well, and that's yeah. what Lindsay said, for yeah. Edmonton at least, um, like if you can get there a few days early. Yeah. Uh, and Winnipeg, yeah. I'm sure it's the same thing. So yeah. so that's something. And even flyering. I mean, we flyered very little in Toronto Fringe. We were very lucky. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we create here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have support yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. so we're going to have to work a little bit harder in yeah. that regard. But they're both you know? very different because Toronto yeah. is definitely a, I mean, we haven't even really talked about your show yet. So oh, we'll talk about okay. that in a second. Yeah. Um, but... Like, Toronto, I find, is very much, like, people line up, so there are lines to flyer. There is, And yeah. in, in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. when I was there, there were still people lining up, so there are lines to flyer. Right. In Edmonton, mm-hmm. they don't sell tickets at the door, so nobody lines up. Right. Yes, they just right. sort that's of right. waltz in, so there are no mm-hmm. lines to flyer. Right. You, there, mm-hmm. in Edmonton, there is that main box office, mm-hmm. and that's where everybody flyers, yeah. which is interesting. That um, whole yeah. area, I can remember yeah. just, like, yeah. just, like, mm-hmm. there's... Winnipeg also has like a closed off area where it's mm-hmm. like safe flyering space. And yeah. I can remember uh, uh, Moro and Jasp out there and they're in costume with the ukuleles. And yeah. there was this, there was a drag queen who was out working like all day before shows. And yeah. like, like all of this, like uh, all of this stuff, like, and just in the area, yeah. it's closed off and it's, 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 and it's the same in, in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, and just like constant, like just out there. Yeah. Going. Yeah. There's only one show that didn't do that because somehow they had enough buzz that like they they'd sold out their run by like day two. Oh my so, good golly! Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that can happen. It too. can happen. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. can happen. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was very happy. This is a segue into mm. talking about your show, Janelle. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was very moved by your show as well, and I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to see it again. Um, it's very, very funny, but there's... And I don't want to give it away. No, I, I wouldn't want to give it away like, either. But it's just really, really, really warm, really fun. Like, I, I'm excited for you. To, I'm, I'm really thrilled for you to uh, to experience those two fringes. They are considered the best in Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, it'll be fun. Yeah, if you really can fun. make it there, you can, in fact, make it anywhere. Well, they, I they actually are, agree with you. They are, because yeah, they true. are, yeah. I mean, first off, there aren't any other fringes in Canada that come close to their size. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true. And also, mm-hmm. you you learn so much mm-hmm. about selling your show to people and, yeah. and performing for an audience. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. You know, well, you like, can learn. You can learn from those situations too. I mean, ideally, yeah. you don't want like you no, fly yeah, across Canada. And, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, um, but, yeah. but we'll see. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be new and it's going to be a challenge. And mm-hmm. but um, well, how would you describe uh, Bad Baby Presents? The rules control the fun. Yeah, how would I? Uh, <laughs> well, I got to learn how. I got to pitch a show. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Bad Baby Presents uh, rules control the fun. Uh, Bad Baby is an actor. Uh, and she wanted to be an actress so she could sleep in and kiss boys. Mm-hmm. And lately, she hasn't been able to do either of those things. Uh, Bad Baby is my clown character. That's so cute. And well, it's true. It's true. And um, <laughs> as you almost spit out your drink, I love it. Um, 
But so she hasn't been able to do either of those things. So she decides to put on her first solo show. Yeah. Um, and it is her first solo show, but she's seen a lot of solo shows. She's seen a lot of friend shows and she knows all the rules. She's going to follow all those rules. Um, and uh, she's going to do everything she thinks she needs to do to put on a really great friend show. Mm-hmm. And she even has a surprise um, because everyone loves surprises. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, you know, it's uh, Bad Baby putting on her first friend show. And okay. um and thank you for saying it's fun. I think it is yeah. fun. It's super and, fun. Yeah. And, and um, spoiler alert, she breaks some rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said it. So. I mean, that's, uh, not a, that's sort of a spoiler. That's like that's like saying like you know Game of Thrones. Something weird happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's enough. We can't we talk about it anymore. We're not going to say any more about that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, now we've talked a little bit about about uh, Laura. What your show is is about and sort of where it comes from. So, so Janelle, mm-hmm. tell me about uh, where where bad bad baby comes from, or yeah. this this show comes from. Um, yeah. Did you go into theater so you could sleep in and kiss boys? Is that? I mean, that wasn't like <laughs> the number one reason. Um, I mean, I thought I mean, it'd be a was, nice bonus. That was my reason. But yeah. <laughs> no, can't get anywhere if you're by yourself on stage. Well, um, as sorry. we've done so many solo shows. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. There's definitely, like, Bad Baby definitely represents thoughts, ideas, jokes that, you know, I'm definitely, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a, it's my clown character, yeah. right? So I, I get to kind of express things that maybe Janelle doesn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. expressing. Um, in terms of, like, the concept, I, when I was doing my MFA at York, I had to do a 15-minute solo piece, and I did a few different characters, and mm-hmm. kind of the concept of Bad Baby, which when you come see it, you will see, is something I tried out up there, and I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and so I knew I wanted to expand it into a 60-minute show. Um, Bad Baby's my clown character that I came up with in undergrad, oh, and um, cool. kind of, you know, put on the shelf for a while, and then, um, I, you know, I she just kind of came back into mm-hmm. my life, and, and here we are, and... Mm-hmm. Um, she might do other shows in the future. I don't know, but I'm definitely this is probably the last time I will be doing this show. Um, certainly in Winnipeg and Edmonton. But how did maybe. how did how did she come back into your life? Because she was on the yeah. shelf, and then how did she? Come I mean, back? created her in undergrad, mm-hmm. put her on the shelf for a long time. Went back to get my master's at York, and they. You know, and also I wouldn't have the show if it wasn't for York because they have such a push to create your own work there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, during my thesis, which I focused on vulnerability, which is the thing that Mm -hmm. I struggled with the most as an actor Mm -hmm. um, and still do. I think Mm -hmm. everybody does to a point, Mm -hmm. but was trying to experiment with that. And and that's kind of how she came back into the mix Mm -hmm. um, was really me trying to figure out what is vulnerability all about and mm. how do I get better at it? Because I think that was what was holding me back as an actor. Um, so it's interesting, you know, mask or clown work um, in some ways for me, like I think it terrifies some people. Yeah. And for me, it's just really freeing. And I think, you know, having to f- like, not that I'm forcing people to make eye contact with me, but inviting yeah. eye contact and inviting that kind of actor audience relationship is really freeing for me. So that's kind of how she came back into my life. I found that that kind of uh, contact with the audience is super essential mm-hmm. for a solo mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Yeah. Because you don't have an acting partner, so if you can't connect with the audience, like there's something about some, and I've seen people who don't seem to need their audience. And they're not connecting with the audience, and mm-hmm. it becomes super boring. Mm. Yeah, I, I, 
hundred percent agree. I think you have to connect with the audience because they are your scene mm-hmm. partner. They can change things up. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in terms of clown work, it's it's just interesting. I mean, you kind of said it. I mean, there are two schools of clown in some ways, like either the showing, like the showmanship mm-hmm. clown, which is you're putting on a like a world for them, sure, and you're presentational. And so, therefore, you need the audience for that yeah. uh, because you have to check in with them and make sure they're laughing because mm-hmm. the job of the clown is to make them laugh mm-hmm. and feel, feel stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, John Turner kind of, Muppet Smoot kind of uh, area of clown is, is to invite the audience into that world. Mm-hmm. I think there can be a, a mix. I think you can do the same in some ways in a solo performance, sure. but I like being, and it's that aspect of vulnerability mm-hmm. where you can kind of play with both extremes in a, in a certain way yeah. you invite them in but then you're also presentational it's like uh yeah that hybrid is really interesting to me yeah. it's interesting because i remember in theater school the first time we were doing clown mm-hmm. um and you know not realizing that you know so you put on the you put on the nose and it's like you know take in the, take in everybody and the number of people who put on the nose Look somebody in the eye and immediately burst into tears. Was like, mm. oh, oh, what is this? What is this thing? Yeah. You know, yeah, because totally. somehow this little thing, this little red nose, makes you forces you into a position where you are seen. Yeah, yeah I would agree with you there. Yeah, hundred percent. I've done a lot of clown training, and that was one mm. of the things being comfortable being seen yeah. is a yes. huge part of clown training. Yeah. And vulnerability is part of that. Totally. Well, yeah, the ability to be like seen and heard is what mm-hmm. vulnerability is. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. For both of you guys, what was, what was your, the first thing, the first thing that made you want to perform solo? Wow. That's a really good question. Um, I, the first kind of solo performance I think I did was in under- undergrad, and we did uh, this assignment, actually, where we had to play a famous dead person, and you had to bring it back to life in first-year acting. Mm-hmm. And I did Emily Dickinson, and it was wild. It was so fun. Like, for example, we had there was two parts of this assignment. So the first part, you had to come in as the dead person, pr- portray them, and be interviewed by the class. I thought it'd be very interesting if I got my friend to make me up like as if I'm being, I was shoveled out of the grave (laughs) and my friend who was in my acting class and did my makeup came in with the shovel, slammed the shovel down. I came in and Uh I'm covered with dirt. I have like a Victorian dress on it, but I'm covered with dirt. Yeah. And it was pretty badass. Like mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. And then the, like the class asked me questions and my teacher was like, I've never seen somebody do that. So that was really rad. Yeah. But the second part of the assignment was you had to perform kind of a monologue mm. or like essentially a solo piece. Mm. And so I did, I, I performed a solo piece. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Like it was, a, and it was exploring Emily Dixon's um, sexuality mm. and how, like there was rumors that she had a female lover. So it was her writing a poem to mm. her lover. But yeah, so that was my first kind of mm. stinted a solo performance. I really enjoyed that. And then uh, Intrepid Theater in Victoria had this night, and I don't know if they do it anymore, but it's kind of a shame if they don't. But it was essentially like a monologue night. Mm-hmm. And so I just pitched this monologue 
to do. And mm-hmm. it was my first acting gig that mm-hmm. I got paid for. And they loved it. They wow. thought it was really great yeah. and very different. So that was kind of the first way in. Hmm. And Laura's like a phenomenal solo show performer, both in like creating characters from like her own characters, mm-hmm. but also taking characters from like real life. Like I'm thinking Pitch Blonde, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just really, you're, you're a really phenomenal creator of yeah, solo thank show. You. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. And also I ended up performing solo shows kind of out of necessity out of yeah. school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting roles. I didn't know what to do with myself. So I wrote a piece and then it kind of, like lit a fire and I ended up touring that for a really long time. Yeah. So yeah, like it kind of, I hit the ground running even as far as I, me like when I graduated. Yeah. So yeah. A big part of the reason, and I told Laura this, Mm. like that I'm even able to do bad baby is actually because of her. Mm. It wasn't the first solo show I did, but Laura, um, the first, I guess, solo experience I had was in undergrad. And it wasn't solo, it was, um, but it was an extended monologue in um, the Eris trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's by Nikki Silver, Cosm uh, Khan, and I, uh, directed by Leslie McBay, um, oh, did Leslie. that in, yeah, did that in undergrad. And it was like a 20, 25 minute monologue. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the first time I performed like solo extended like that. And cool. it was like, rad as you said and like really just thrilling and and was like oh I could do this and then from there I just got asked a few times Mm. um but one of those times was Laura brought this play called the uh, commencement uh, Mm. by Clay McLeod Chapman which is a one woman's show who plays three characters um in the aftermath of a school shooting Mm. um and that was uh I mean, I love that script from the moment Laura brought it to me, and I was just so honored that she asked me to do it and trusted me with it because I knew how much she loved that script too. And that was a huge challenge. That's probably mm-hmm. the biggest solo challenge acting-wise mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> in that way uh, I've had. But it really just made me realize, like, I can do this. So it was a few experiences like that. I think I had done two or three solo shows, and then when I was like, well, I, I got to do my own now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, that's mm. kind of how we got here. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to perform solo ever since I read. Uh, so I read uh, Daniel McCaver's Wild Abandon. Yeah. So that planted a seed, and then I read House, and I was like, oh, I fucking want to yeah. do this. Yeah. It's um, such a good piece. And I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know if I could. And then uh, years and years later, I had an idea, and I started writing it. And then eight years later, I finished it. <clears throat> and oh. so. Uh, on and off, but yeah. yeah. So I finished. I finished the commandment uh, eight years after I started it, and because um, I said to myself, if I don't try to perform this, yeah. mm-hmm. if I don't have it, like I entered the the lottery for the the, the Hamilton Fringe, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and because I knew if I didn't have something, it was never going to get finished. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, when well, after this airs, you would have already done Toronto Fringe by this point. Yes. When people yeah, are listening right. to this, yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, well, yeah. So. Even though it's going to be in the past at this yeah. point, how are you feeling about about? Because I know you've wanted to do it at Toronto Fringe for a oh, while, yeah, absolutely. Right? Because it's yes. it's home, right? Yes, mm-hmm. totally. There's there's so much more to it because I feel like the fringes that I've done previously, because I'm not from there, they were kind of lower stakes. Yep, mm-hmm. and they were smaller fringes. Yep. You know, yeah, Hamilton, yeah. the Fundy Fringe in St. John, Halifax Fringe. It was it was wasn't as as, as big a deal. This is yeah. where I live. Yeah, right. And so it it it, it feels a little bit more. There's a lot more pressure. 
yeah. here, I yeah. feel. Um, I feel like it, it It almost feels like the first time I performed it. Now, hopefully it won't be as bad because <laughs> that day I had these lofty plans that I was going to see a bunch of shows and I performed my show and I woke up and I thought, I might vomit. So maybe I shouldn't see something. And just, I just how nervous you were. Oh, yeah. I was just like so freaked out. So yeah. freaked out. But and, uh, not quite to that extent. Yeah. But it's still something. The stakes are a little bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting, too. I mean, you know, and you've had the experience of doing it now at three different franchises, yes. right? So That does help. Totally. It does yeah. help. And it lets me go in to Toronto with some reviews, some pull quotes yep. and things like that. And also just helpful. knowledge of, of what the audience yes. connects with. And, Absolutely. And so, yeah. which is that so certainly does That certainly does help. Yeah. What was it like performing uh, Bad Baby Rules Control the Fun uh, the first time? Um. Great. I mean, Toronto Fringe was really kind to us. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I, I, and. Do you remember your first performance? Did Derek Chua come to your first performance, or was mm-hmm. that like? Because I was at the was performance the, that Derek Chua I'm was at. I think it might have been your first one. It was definitely the first and one because sure. I was there uh-huh. and I was really excited because you were opening. And uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Derek was the, was at that one. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I yeah I okay yeah, I was at that, that gives one, me so context because yeah. I yeah. could not have told you yeah. what my okay. first uh, show was like. But yeah, I do remember uh, Derek coming, and and Bad Baby was very excited about that. And that was that's one of the things I love about doing this show too uh-huh. is there is so much room for Bad Baby to play, and and um, that's just a lot of fun mm. going into it. Though I mean. Um, I was confident in what yeah. we had, but we take big risks in the show mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's mm-hmm. someone's shot of whiskey and that's what we're going for, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I was nervous because we take risks and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how it was going to. And also it's just a, it's a really revealing show. Yeah. I'm really, you know, I'm putting myself out there and, um, but uh, the feedback was really lovely, mm-hmm. and um, but it was a bit. And I also I hit it pretty hard that fringe. I tend to, which is something I'm still trying to learn. Like when I was doing my solo show, and even last year when we did Robert, like I see 15 to 20 other fringe shows mm-hmm. while I'm doing a show, mm-hmm. and I hit it too hard with Bad Baby because mm-hmm. it's such an exhausting yeah. show. And um, by the end of the fringe, like I was just so emotional. Like yeah. you could have said, "Hey, hey, what's the time?" And I would have just like oh, bawled. Like yeah. I just was so emotionally like worn out. Um, but it, it um, I'm excited to do it again. Uh, you know, I was worried that maybe um, what I'm talking about in the show wouldn't still like um, be something I wanted to share, mm-hmm. and it is good. Um, so that's been nice. Mm. Um, but I'm excited to see what Winnipeg and Edmonton think. And and uh, it was interesting because you were like, I see so many shows. I was like, well, what's wrong with that? And then no, I get, like, yeah, it's like, you know, it can be exhausting. Absolutely, for absolutely. Sure. It's yeah. like when you hit a certain yeah. point, like, yeah, you might get to the point though. Like, I found I during my runs when I was touring with Pitch Blonde, a certain mm-hmm. point you kind of like, you know, the show it's like becoming mm-hmm. like a second skin and mm-hmm. you can kind of let go a bit. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to be for me though, because mm-hmm. I find my show very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had to go see uh, a coach or like a wellness coach to figure out a way to cathartically let go of the show at the end. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. It ended up working out though in Vancouver. I was able to let go of mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and it was really nice. Um, maybe it was because I distract. I had to. I was distracted right after it mm-hmm. in terms of like I just I had to do something every night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was 
non-show related. So yeah, it was, um, but yeah, it's interesting, like in terms of vulnerability and like coming back to those emotional beats, I've been lucky because it always comes Mm -hmm. and I did have a producer say, I don't quite know how you do, how you would Mm -hmm. do that every night. And I Mm -hmm. said, I don't, I don't quite know how I do it either, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like not thinking too hard about it Yeah, because otherwise I will like, you know, you could lose it. Yeah. Which but, then, like, the actor and you just has to come up with other strategies to get exactly. there, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, because I've, I've had a lot of people really deeply moved by my show mm-hmm. at the end to the point where friends of mine are like, okay, I got to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, yeah. bye. And I'm, I'm really, I know, again, I say this, but, like, uh, people listening to this, you will already have done Toronto Fringe, but, you know, you lived in Toronto for so long. I'm really excited for people to even if they know a little bit about your story, because mm-hmm. um, it is really moving, like being one mm-hmm. of your very good friends and, mm-hmm. and seeing the show. It, it, it was, um, also I was just so proud of you because mm-hmm. you took this time in your life that was like really tough mm-hmm. and um, you've created this beautiful piece of art with mm-hmm. it. And I just, um, I think people will be super moved whether mm-hmm. they know you or not, especially yeah. if they do though. Yeah, I'm like, I, you know, I had my uncle see it in Vancouver, mm. and that was really scary to me, because mm. he was my mom's favorite brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope that, anyway, nobody, my uncles won't hear. It's fine. <laughs> and they won't know which one I'm talking about, or the one will know. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I know he, he found it very emotional, mm. and uh, yeah, and he really liked it. Mm. But yeah, because I... Family coming to see your show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you found this, but like it's yeah. it can be challenging, yeah. especially oh, when have. you know yeah. you know like especially if if the show is somewhat true to your own personal experience, even if it's yeah. Uh, yeah. fictional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just really yeah. interesting. Has your family seen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They saw it in Hamilton. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I was. I think. I was ner- I was my nerves were a little more racked going in than theirs were. Yes. But yeah. by that point I had a few under my belt. Yes. Um at that point. Yeah. And I was I felt really confident about it. Except that, you know, it was very revealing for not that revealing. I mean they knew they know the inspiration mm-hmm. of like the underlying stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was I know my dad afterwards was like, Oh, that's where it's going. <laughs> I had a moment of like I gotta, I gotta hold on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, th- so, like, it was interesting to hear about that after. Yeah. Fortunately, I, I didn't see him. He was good enough not to sit in a spot where I could, yes. I could see him. But I, yeah, he has a distinct laugh. So right. So you knew where I it knew was exa- coming. I was from. like, zoom, right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Laura, do you remember what performing solo for the first time was, or, or you know, you talked about why, but do you remember what that experience was like for you? Um, it, like in terms of, uh, yeah, it was really exciting. Mm. I don't know. I found it really exciting. Um, I'm trying to think of the first time when I did Pitch Blonde. That was 07 in Victoria. I was so, I didn't know what to expect because mm. I was fresh out of theater school. Yeah. I just did the show <laughs> and I, I yeah. had some senior citizens running the lights like oh. no joke because <clears throat> Victoria is filled with seniors mm-hmm. my my director was a bit older but like I mean I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say she was very old at that point mm-hmm. but she had a lot of connections within the senior community so the seniors like volunteered to tech my show which was hysterical now that I think of it 
but they did a great job and mm. it was like i had a spotlight like because this uh, there was a spotlight at the vent uh, at the venue uh, victoria event center yeah it was just like a very surreal experience and to be honest with you when i did it i was quite like amazed that it mm. did well like yeah. i was just really like what oh it's <laughs> like i didn't ex- like i had no i had i was so naive i had no yeah. expectations yeah. And it went really well. And, uh, yeah, it was funny. Like, I mean, it was like, I, I, I made some money. And so for me, I was just like, oh, like, I have to go. Like, I, this is like an envelope full of cash. Like, it was back then <laughs> when they gave you the envelope. And I was like, yeah. I was like, and I remember, and I even remember actually, because I don't think Toronto does this anymore. <clears throat> they just send you a check, right? Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But in 2011, they like, used yeah. to give you cash, yes. and then so like I remember the one time at Toronto Fringe, my husband was the co-producer, and he like had to go to a back room for them to give them him the money because it was too much money. Yeah, and I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah. I know. Yeah, I couldn't believe it's, it. That was that was a bit bonkers. Yeah. yeah, but like now you just kind of like you find out what your box office thing is, and you get the you get the check eventually. Well, and so. now you can check incessantly. Like, oh my god, oh. that was the thing. The first time I, we were when we were in Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton yeah. had like the online system. People could buy online, or they could buy yeah. at the kiosk, and you could go online and see in real time. And I watched people become obsessed and just sit there, refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. You can witness. really get sucked into that. Well, yeah. and this is one of the things, like you know, being a theater creator, you end up producing your own mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. And it's it's really like the producer in me wants to check it, needs to mm-hmm. know, you know, when we did Robert last year, we only had fifty seats. So yeah. that was something we really did have to keep track on um mm-hmm. more closely. Of course. But doing bad baby, I was like, and having that access. And I tell myself I'm not going to, but my good God. Of golly. course you do. Oh you it's the worst. Do, right? yeah. It's the worst. Um it's almost too much like to it know is too that much, yeah. On the other hand, though, I know people who thrive on it because mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember uh, in Winnipeg knowing like there were people who were like, I know this, this, this one, I have a hard time. So, yep. you know, I, how many have I sold this many? All right. Then I know how much work I have to do today. Yeah, you know? exactly. Totally. No, it is, it is yeah. good. It is good for that perspective. I, okay, <laughs> this is going to sound like me bragged, being a braggadocious, but I don't <laughs> like want to be, but it was kind of, I found this to be ridiculous. Yeah. So in Edmonton, I had never done Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And people had said, oh, it's amazing, fringe, blah, blah, blah. The, before I opened the show, I made $3,000. Yeah. God, yeah. that was Pitch Blonde? Yeah. Oh, did you, well, but uh, did you no have pre press going in there? Did you have, have were you uh, that's doing a good other question. fringes? I, what, had I done, how many fringes had I done before that, though? I don't think I did Winnipeg at that point. So I'd done Calgary, mm-hmm. Ottawa, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Orlando. I think the just but, what your show was and the yeah, premise. And, it and was the premise. It was it very was slick. Yeah. It is also interesting because I do think that Edmonton watches Winnipeg. Oh, interesting. And so if shows are coming from Winnipeg that have done really well and they're going to Edmonton, yeah. Yeah. there's already like yeah. a buzz about them. Yeah. I don't think, though, I had done Winnipeg mm. at that point. So that's I think I think I was again an anomaly mm-hmm. where it was like my premise was was strong to people that yeah. it, it did get people in. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna happen ever again. But I'm just like that was sort of that's an example of like it can happen in yeah, Winnipeg. Totally. And it's so crazy to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. But a strong premise is so important to like being able to very concisely give your pitch to people. Right? It's yeah. true. Like, it's true. Yeah. If you have like a really strong premise that people are going to react to, yeah, you don't have to work so hard on your pitch. Yeah, when you're talking to people. Yeah. yeah. I found that with with the commandment because the pitch is like really easy and, and mm-hmm. concise that I I say it to people and everybody's like ah you know and so and and it's really easy to get through I don't have to do a whole long explanation of it yeah that, that's super helpful yes mm-hmm. do you know your pitch for bad baby well I gave a bit of it and you guys mm-hmm. laughed at the first line of it yeah. so I'm like I'm probably gonna keep that um, yeah, absolutely I don't you know keep, my you keep that yeah right. I don't know my Concise. Yeah. I mean, that is something. I mean, right now, mm-hmm. um, we're just trying to like, you know, wrap up our Indiegogo right now, and mm-hmm. like, but that is on my mind that we have to have a little meeting. Be like, okay, what's our pitch? Let's try this out yeah. because we need to be ready. Yeah. Um, we need to clear our phones so we have lots of storage space for yeah. like photos and things. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. you know, we're gonna try and hit the ground running. I, the only to. thing that I kind of want to try, like, I'm gonna try yeah. a whole bunch of different yeah. ones at Ottawa, but mm-hmm. like. So, just so you know, yes, it was me, the one Canadian who decided it was a smart idea to move to the States after Trump became president. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. That's <laughs> so, great. I was like, That's great. and they're going to be like, oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. alive to tell the yeah. tale, you know, mm-hmm. alive being slightly facetious, yes. but not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, the other, though, pitch I'm kind of trying to... Th- reconcile with is my show is pretty unique in terms of this production i'm incorporating closed captioning and asl video projection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i doubt i've seen a fringe festival or indie show Mm -hmm. try to attempt this no so for me that's like another selling point i think and yeah it's something that is making my show very unique yes yeah you know challenging but really Mm -hmm. exciting absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. it's that, that sort of thing, people seeing something they haven't seen before is always sort of attractive. We found that yeah. when we toured Keystone. Yeah. Like, just saying, yeah, it's a it's a silent film on stage. People were like, fuck, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. You, yeah. Know, you can well, really sell that. Something you don't see and might not see again, yes. if not yes. for sure. years and years and years, so you yeah. want to see it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. That, that sort of thing does give people an impetus to go. Yeah. I think that your 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 line about you know you wanted to sleep in and kiss boys is a great start. Oh, I think, well, that's, I think a good, that's a good. I think yeah. it's, I think it's a good start. Yeah. Like, well, I, for sure. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. definitely and this is something we discovered doing Toronto Fringe as you do. It's like so. What did people talk about? Well, the surprise. <clears throat> so we mm. have to make sure people know there's a surprise that you can't miss. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's true. So. Yeah. yeah. I know with my show, some people are like, you know what? I can't come to see your show. So what is the commandment? I'm like. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to see you it. No. Yeah. I can't tell you that. Yeah. You're like, why not? Give just, away the magic thing. sauce. But, you know, if you haven't seen the whole show, then the commandment is like, so what? Yeah, yeah. Come and see it. Yeah. You know? totally. um, <clears throat> in terms of, of preparing for doing a tour, um, Laura, you've done you've done more than than both mm-hmm. Janelle and I. Um and I'm not doing more than one city this year, but like when you're getting ready, what's the most important thing that you are doing to get ready aside from rehearse? Um, I send out my press releases. I send them out a couple times, although I'm learning new ways of doing that even mm. today. Like, I mean, uh, I never really pitched stories to people, but I will probably this time yeah. just because it's like, it's an interesting piece mm-hmm. in terms of what I'm trying to do. And I do think it's worthwhile kind of spreading the word up about mm-hmm. that specific aspect of my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So press releases. Um, 
Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, I didn't really get a ton of pre-pass at every fringe. Every fringe is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, as much, like, I think the promotional materials are very important. But just, I don't know, it's, it's sort of like... Try your best in terms of that area, but don't let it override your artistic integrity of doing mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. Because that should be first and foremost. Yeah. People get really obsessed with how many people came to see the show, mm-hmm. like touring performers that I Oh, met. absolutely, yeah. Like how much money they made, mm-hmm. uh, their reviews, all this sort of stuff. I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm just going to be focusing on my piece. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel at the end of the day, I that's the most important thing and connecting mm-hmm. with the people who do come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... And I ultimately feel like something to remember too in terms of your experience word of mouth is really powerful mm-hmm. i think people do underestimate word of mouth because <clears throat> even today you know i think people are like oh but what about the reviews blah blah blah. i actually think it's like word of mouth people who saw your piece that is ultimately the most powerful thing you can do i i agree because word of mouth i think is um i mean after your first performance, mm-hmm. if there's people there and they like it, they talk about it. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, yeah. that starts it. Like, mm-hmm. people do talk at the Fringe Club, the Fringe Tent, the, the wherever it is. Yeah. Like people talk about shows they've seen. Yeah. Um, and while reviews can bring other people, the hardcore Fringers have their ear yeah. to the ground and they're listening yes. to stuff. Yes, yes. Well, and sometimes, too, like, I know um, for Winnipeg, anyway, we can do volunteer appreciation mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, right? it's just and about people to say forget that. about that. Like, yeah. these are the people who are... Like yeah. helping this festival mm-hmm. even exist, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're the ones yeah. talking to the people. Oh, they're trying to get them in your show. Oh, that's yeah, the too. thing is they yeah. is like 100%. we actually had like buttons. We were like volunteer. Here's a button. Oh, yeah. like right. we would like give yeah. stuff to them. We talk to them. They you find out if you know if they've seen this show. How did you like it? You yeah. make sure that you're you're connecting with the volunteers because they do talk to people about the shows. Because yeah. when people are like, I don't know what to see. The first person they go to is a volunteer, and they say, yeah. What should I see? What have you seen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. so important yeah totally yeah I think volunteer appreciation can't be underestimated mm-hmm. they talk and they you know and you should give back to them mm-hmm. I mean they're gonna they're gonna give you back a whole bunch you know mm-hmm. and um when the festival yeah. can't run yeah like, can't, run, yeah. can't so. run without them and I've also met like a lot of interesting people and they were volunteers and it was lovely to have chats about the show too yeah. they're mm-hmm. just so great yeah. 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 One of the things that I've been I've sort of learned to do in terms of promotion is um I do all of my promotion stuff and I set it up like now. Yeah. Yeah. And so that when I'm at the fringe, I already have everything I'm going to use. And oh, sure, yeah. maybe if I get yeah. I've, I've got images that if I get a review that I want to put a pull quote on, mm-hmm. I've already got the image, so I don't have to create that. I just mm-hmm. can slap the, the text exactly. line and do that. All yeah. that work is done now, so I yeah. don't have to worry about that later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, having that stuff. I mean, I was really lucky. I did my show, like a workshop production of my show, and my friend Jamie did photos. For like, so, so important to have, like, strong images. Yeah, yeah. 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 and for 25 bucks. And they're beautiful mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love you, Jamie. Anyway, <laughs> but no, like, and it was great because then I have some high-res photos that mm-hmm. I can easily just send to newspapers yeah. and they'll be able to use. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like, there's some probably aspects that will be different in terms of the imagery, my costume, yeah. wherever, it's mm-hmm. still 
an image and it's a cool image to use for promotion. That's what matters. Like a strong image, even if something has changed, a strong image is really one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. I've actually learned a lot. Like, like I learned a lot by watching uh, Jillian English mm-hmm. in, in Halifax, who's powerhouse. Gosh, but I was talking to her so about, about preparing for a show, and she's like, before I write it, I figure out if there's a promotional image. Ah, like yeah. she mm-hmm. comes up with the idea. If she can't come up with uh, a way to sell it, she doesn't even write it. Wow, it's so wow. interesting. Like I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree and I disagree about that. Like mm. I, I have, I can go either way. Sure. It depends on what kind of person or performer you are and what kind of show you're making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes things happen as happy surprises. Like sure. I for Vancouver. Or no, it was it was for Toronto, my little preview. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need an image for this friggin' Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> base. Yeah. I told my husband, okay, we're gonna go buy our pool at, in Syracuse. It's like it's a fine pool, but it, nobody swims in it. Anyway. <laughs> so I just was like, I'll just lie on the what is it? What do they call them? Like the, the you know, slide? The, no, the, no, no, like the <laughs> The lounge chair. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 lounge yeah, chair. Yeah. I'll just lie in the lounge chair near the pool and I'll like bring this umbrella over so that it creates some shade so mm-hmm. it's not so harsh of sunlight. Yeah. And if you could just take a photo and then I'll send it to my poster designer. Yeah. It's and a I was phenomenal holding, photo. And I, yeah. I was holding like a jug of uh, Coke and a football. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the photo was fine. And then I sent it to my poster designer and he created like such an amazing mm-hmm. image. Yeah. yeah. And it's like gotten a lot of pe- people were like, "Wow, this poster is amazing!" Mm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. I I was happy with that, and it's it's done a lot of work for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you can have happy accidents sure. too. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's like, oh, this actually does really work for the show, but yeah. also it's just like a really cool image too. Well, and like hearing that about Jillian, it just reminds me too. Like again. We are also publicists. That's we are also like yeah. graphic designers and yeah. like all yeah. the hats we yeah. have to wear. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. all the different skill sets we have to have, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's just phenomenal to me. It's amazing how much, because now when the chips are down, it's like, oh, I have to design a poster. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to learn how to do that. Yes. You know, yeah. you just have to do it. I've yeah. never written a press release before. Yeah. Guess I got to learn. Yeah. You know? And it's like, one of the benef- many benefits mm-hmm. of working with Larkin Whimsy Theatre Collective is that we all have different skill sets, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, Erin um, uh, Vandenberg, who's helping me co-produce, mm-hmm. she is amazing. I mean, she's a writer as well. She's amazing at creating those press releases mm-hmm. and how to, um, uh, you know, uh, package um, a show. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's nice that we have all these different skill sets coming at it. Yeah. Because... Uh, I could not do it without these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, you know, I, I'd i be so... I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be doing it. I yeah. feel like there's this um, sentiment, and maybe you can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong in assuming this, but I always felt, and, and luckily as I get older, it, it becomes less and less important to me, mm-hmm. but the professional community or maybe this kind of old school theater community looks down on the fringe. My experience has been nothing but positive Mm -hmm. in terms of Mm -hmm. like every show is different every fringe is different but my experience of being able to control my own product and my own um you know trajectory and not to be kind of at the will of a theater producer or or rep company 
I mean, there's pros and cons to that, mm. but I've certainly found it very similar to professional uh, situations that I've been in mm-hmm. or sometimes better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a very, the only kind of setback is the crazy kind of schedule and you have to like clear out in 15 minutes and you only have three hours of tech. Yeah. But beyond that though, like it's not that much different than a professional experience that I've all like it, yeah. it there. It's all chaotic. Making theater is all chaotic. Yes. And I just always find it really frustrating that sometimes in the community it can be it can be looked upon down upon i don't know what's interesting is that that i I think i I see i know what you're saying because i think that that there are some people who look at the fringes as oh it's just the fringe yeah and yet and yet there's kim's convenience there's a chaperone there's like these things that come out of it and people are looking for them yes so it's like yeah. Yes, we well, look down on it, but also like it's changing yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. and again, my experience at this point is only with Toronto Fringe. Mm-hmm. But I realized today, like for me, Toronto Fringe is kind of like, and go with me on this, is kind of like rec baseball. Now, what's happening? I'm a baseball. Fan. <laughs> what's happening with recreational baseball is that back in the day, rec baseball used to be people who didn't know how to play mm-hmm. and they just wanted to have fun yeah, and yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah, to try yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is not what rec softball or baseball is is like anymore. Mm-hmm. It, uh, there is no rec. Everybody is good, huh. but rec, you're usually drinking beer. So I feel like, and again, I've been doing Toronto Fringe off and on for like 10 years, mm-hmm. and I see such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, when mm-hmm. I started, there used to be tons of audition posts going out yeah. for yeah. people wanting, and now it's like people have their Toronto Fringes planned, their mm-hmm. productions planned, they yeah. have a cast, yeah. and we are seeing bigger and bigger names coming yeah. in mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. and looking for these big hits. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. We could debate sure. that for a long time, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is changing. And I will say Toronto Fringe is the one exception on any of like these touring mm. kind of I feel because it's such a theater town already. Mm. So I the caliber is that much higher and it's really and it's just wonderful community. Yeah. Like it's really, really positive. So I mean I would say Toronto is the exception. Um but you'll find like Winnipeg and Edmonton have like a really high caliber too. Like it's yeah. just interesting. And it's getting harder and harder to get into these French festivals, as like yep. a lot of people know. I think it's it, it has a lot to do with the fact that people are more and more realizing the essential nature of self production, mm-hmm. and it, that's not just a thing that's happening here. It's happening everywhere. As, as you know, so more and more people are trying to get into the French. I think there were like. 500 entries for the Toronto Fringe for... I thought it was more like 7 or something. Like, like that. Yeah. For, for the, yeah. for like the 60 minute. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, oh, you're right. Oh, in total. Like, yeah, like 500 for like the 60, 60 minutes. Minute, which is like... Oh, it's like, incredible. The yeah. odds are yeah. incredible. And yeah. that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's so it's so hard to get in. Because it's, it's still accessible. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot book a theater to do a week and a half whatever run for the price that you get for an application. No, you need to be part not. of a festival to have that kind of built. Yeah. They take care of your box office. You yeah. cannot get a better deal. No, no, no. No, so it can. is accessible. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the same time, it's also accessible for audiences, right? With that yes. ticket price, mm-hmm. which is really important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also a bit of a struggle because how do you mm-hmm. tour to five different calves, uh, festivals or two in my, when we're flying across the country, yeah. Yeah. when the ticket price is 12 or $13, you yeah. know, it, it's, yeah. it's tough. It's hard. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. I will say like Toronto fringe has been going above and beyond like my expectations of other fringes too. Mm. One thing, I mean, they're just, 
you know, for example, they had like, I don't know if they did this last year or, or if you've experienced this yet in terms of Toronto Fringe, but they, the tech director kind of was like, oh, I have an open, like, if you want to have an appointment with me, we can have a chat about your venue. Yes. Yeah. I've never experienced that at any other fringe. (laughs) They've never had the time. And so I called the tech director and he's like, yeah, great questions. Like, and we had a nice conversation and, and then also the accessibility, they have an accessibility coordinator and I was lucky enough to get a bursary for an audio described performance. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Toronto Fringe is really setting the bar high for other yeah. fringes to follow suit in terms of accessibility, yeah. in terms of just like being nice to their performers and treating them with respect. And yeah, and like, and what they can offer is pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, as we start to think about, about wrapping up the conversation, mm-hmm. um, Janelle, how are you feeling about, about, heading off to these two cities I've never been to before. I'm, I'm really excited yeah. because, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to be an actor, other than to sleep in and kiss boys, was um, <laughs> to see this country, yeah. right? And to experience other cities. And that hasn't happened as much as I would like, you know, outside mm-hmm. of me creating my own work. So I'm just really excited to go and, and see other um, fringe audiences and experience these cities. I'm terrified. I'm exhausted yeah. already, and I still have a couple months before I even tour at yeah. this point when we're recording this. Um, but I, I'm I'm really pumped. I'm really pumped. Laura, as as somebody who's done a bunch of fringes, uh, how are you feeling about this particular tour? I'm feeling pretty excited. I mean, I'm I'm also scared shitless too. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think it's terrifying to ever perform, especially mm. solo. I mean, it's and I'm I'm trying something really new. Although I would say. I think why where else would I be able to do this? But the fringe, I think yeah. it's so wonderful to yeah. be able to experiment in your art and the fringe is really ex- uh, accepting of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just love touring because you get to meet up with all your buds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your touring buds that you haven't seen all year. Like, Jim Rolls, TJ Dawes going to be there. My friend Rod Peter Jr. is going to be in Edmonton too. Charlie, what is Charlie? Charlie Ross is going to be there. I think he's going to be in Edmonton. Uh, I love that guy. Anyway, just like a lot of like West Coast, East Coast people, like all in the same place is just a blast. I love, I love the the Fringe family just on yeah. tour, like just yeah. getting to know people and yeah. and 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 actually the discovery that everybody has everybody else's back mm-hmm. in a way that you don't really even think about, like. Mm-hmm. The year before, somebody from from the U.S. had broken their leg, and so everybody oh, yeah. um, uh, was uh, after their show passing the hat to yeah. help that person cover yeah. their medical bills. So yeah. it was like this whole like mm-hmm. the the fringe family just sort of like rallying around each other in a way that yeah. uh, I don't think anybody anybody who hadn't done it expected. Wow. And international artists get visited to Canada insurance mm. just FYI. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm just like, yeah, cover your your bums as well, because that that seriously. And I will be getting insurance because, you know, it's just it's just really important yeah. to to cover your bum. But yeah, like I, the French family is just unlike any experience you've mm-hmm. had. I mean, they, and you know, I people. Like, you'll see it. Like, people mm-hmm. are still struggling to figure out their show. Yeah. And, and, you know, and people just band together and they, like, really help each other out. And it's yeah. it's really When you've met beautiful. some of your best friends doing French, no? Yeah. 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 Like, I met Brianna Brown yeah. on the French Festival. 
Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to think of like all the people. Celeste Sansergrad I met on the fringe. Alex Eddington I met on the fringe. Yeah. Just like really lifelong friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just it, wonderful. Because it's interesting. You go through a lot of highs and lows, even within one fringe. <sighs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and you all go through it together. And so it's like this, this friendship that's seen you at your best and your worst within yeah. like 14 days. Yeah. 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 And it's going to be the fringe 10 romances. I totally. Mean, <laughs> the gossip. Oh, I remember. Okay. I'll just say one story. Uh, <laughs> when I was in Edmonton fringe and I think this was 2009. I mean, I had just been like with Chris for maybe a little over a year and like we, you know, he gave me a hickey, which was hysterical. <laughs> Because I'm He's like, going to love that you're saying this. Story. Yeah, yeah. He gave me a hickey. And I'm like, performing on stage, I have to put makeup on my on my neck every night. And this one, Candy Simmons, I don't, I will not forget this as long as I live. She's like, what are you, a teenager? And I was like, I was like, no. And it was so funny. Oh my God, it's so hysterical. But yeah, just like, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's some fun stuff and I and it's unpredictable. Like yeah. you will not be able to predict how well you do no. or like what from one day to the next. It's it's unpredictable. And yeah. that's what theater's all about and that's mm-hmm. what the French is all about. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Are you excited? I am. Just listening to you, Laura's getting me excited. It awesome. is unpredictable. There's great. really good food in Edmonton too. Like, oh, great! Just like that's part of the job. <laughs> it is actually. It is actually two things. I remember food. Uh, three things: food trucks, uh, Act Two, and Steel yeah. Wheels. Yeah. Steel Wheels. Yes, Kokanee. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a Homebody Productions production.